How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. This is Dirt and Sprague. Holy crap. What happened? You got pink eye. With Andy Dirt Johnson. Giving each other butterfly kisses or something? Ha ha ha, very funny. That's not how you get pink eye. You get it from... Poo particles making their way into your ocular cavities. And Brendan Sprague. I farted on Jason's pillow as a practical joke. He farted on Jonah's thinking it was mine, and then eventually pink-eyed my pillow. Um, not proud of any of this, but I think we've all for- forgiven each other. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. You can get a pink eye from farting in a pillow? Totally. That's awesome. The Fan. Hey, let's do this final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan, 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app, and live on YouTube. Shout out to everybody watching. Shout out to everybody listening today. Got a lot to get to here in the final hour of the show. Big political news this morning. Doug Burgum has suspended his presidential campaign. Damn it! Massive news. Who am I going to vote for now? There's nothing that cracks me up more in politics than the random people that, like, do they genuinely think they can win an election? Is it a vanity play? Like, yes. who in Doug Burgum's life told him, you you could be the president of the United States? I believe he is the governor of North Dakota. I was going to say, he's a Dakota guy, he's right? He's a Dakota guy. He's probably going to the saloon, <laughs> and luck, the 23 dude. people in that building are like, Doug, you're the guy, man. I think you can do it. And he's like, yeah, I can. First two debates, everybody looks at the end of the stage, and you're like, who the hell is this guy? I've never even heard of him or seen him before. Never heard the name prior to the first debate. And I was like, Doug Burgum. Doug, okay. Dougie Doug, Dougie Doug Doug, going back to the Dakotas. Wait, have we ever had a Doug president? I don't. Are people still naming their kids Doug? I like. Yeah. Was there a Doug? Was there a Douglas? Oh yeah, there's probably a Douglas, right? Probably a Douglas. Did he go by Doug? I don't know about a Doug. Hey, Prez, Doug, Doug Prez, Doug, President Doug, Doug, Um. Well, I was wrong about a lot this weekend, and Friday night was painful. But I put my foot in the ground over one game, and at least got one of them right this weekend. And that was that the San Francisco 49ers were going to go into Philadelphia and make a statement. Yes, they did. It's funny what happens mm. when you have a quarterback that can throw a forward pass for the majority of the football game. And Brock Purdy had a hell of a game. They went into Philadelphia, very similar start to the Oregon-Washington game, and I was like, oh, God, are all my teams going to forget how to play offensive football this weekend or just college? Then the 49ers woke up. They had, let me pull this up really quick, and I can't remember if I liked this at the end of the game or if I missed a touchdown drive in here. After going back-to-back three and outs, yeah, this was their next six drives. 
85-yard touchdown drive, 90-yard touchdown drive, 75-yard touchdown drive, 77-yard touchdown drive, 75-yard touchdown drive, 47-yard touchdown drive. And once again, in a big game like they did against Dallas earlier this year, the 49ers made an absolute statement, and I will maintain the opinion I've had all season. That is the best team in the NFL, and I don't even know if it's close, Bob. Uh, no one's given us a chance. I'm gonna play the. <laughs> I'm gonna play the. I'm not doing what you did to my yeah. ducks to your to the 49ers in return. I'm gonna see if I can jinx them. Although I don't want that to happen. Look, if they don't win the Super Bowl, I'll I'll be okay. But I I definitely I I hope my Niners can roll through. The, look, the biggest thing for them to me isn't they can be beat, but like their biggest opponent right now is health. You just don't get hurt. You gotta stay healthy. If McCaffrey, Williams, Debo, Purdy, all these guys stay healthy. They certainly can be the best team in football and win that Lombardi trophy. A long overdue, I think, reward for a Kyle Shanahan. Um, that was super impressive. I thought they'd win. I liked your bet. Even at the three number by Sunday, I'm, I, I, I contemplated teasing the Eagles up, and then I'm like, I'm betting the Niners. Screw that. I'm keeping them out of teasers. And boy, was I lucky to do that. <laughs> that ended up being a good call. Because that would have been an Eagles plus 10 ticket that didn't yep. cash, and that would have been awful. I, I was I was just impressed with the overall moxie of having negative six yards in the first quarter. They look lost, man. And then coming back, beating a security in the face, getting ejected for it, and being a <laughs> rallying cry for the visiting team, not the road team. Uh, I loved on the broadcast that we're all supposed to know who Big Dom is, like Burkhardt. Oh, Big Dom! <laughs> who is Big Dom? I'd never heard of Big Dom prior to that game. He also should be suspended because you you can't put your feet in the white paint and make contact with a player. No. Like, and you're not a coach. You're a security guy. Like, you can't do that. Sirianni apologized to Shanahan postgame. They caught that audio at the coach uh, coaching handshake. I think there's a ton of respect with these two teams in that moment. Like, Dre Greenlaw does this every game. He just sometimes gets away with it. I just I want to point out this because San Francisco doing that to them was impressive. Don't say anything racist. I feel like something racist is going to come out of your mouth. Debo talked a lot of trash, <laughs> scored three tutties. Like, talk about living up to a moment. Debo yeah. Samuel came up big. Un- untouched on that last touchdown screen. I, I just want to highlight. Like, if if one of the quarterback stat lines was 19 for 27 for 314, an 11.6-yard average, four tuds, no picks, the entire NFL broadcast this morning would be, Oh, Jalen, Jalen, Jalen! <laughs> You're racist. I knew it. Brock Purdy's stat line was unreal. And if you don't want to put him in the MVP, I'm actually not even going to argue with you. Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, very deserving of that conversation, too. It's a stacked team. The point is, it's funny when one quarterback has the stat line and there's not a lot of chatter about it, whereas if the other guy would have had the stat line, we wouldn't shut up about it. And I think Jalen Hurts is a good player. They got a good opportunity this week against Dallas to rebound. Yeah. And it didn't find him particularly impressive. I don't even care what his final box scores say. I thought he huddled on the ball too long. He's the same quarterback. If you take away his first read, he is very easy to stop if you do not allow him to run. And I just... You got cited somehow on YouTube as being racist for not wanting Jalen Hurts, even though I think you are on the Lamar MVP train a little bit. I I just he's a franchise guy. Can he's we just pump not the there. brakes? Can Thank we just you. pump the brakes? I he's got amazing wideouts. He's got the best offensive line in football. He's got a good defensive line. Linebacker play a little iffy, and secondary can be questionable at times. No but doubt. like no doubt, he's got a lot around him. Not a a mention of it. He's the MVP. Brock Purdy, unproven. I question it even at the start of the year. He goes out and has that game. 
You want to call him check down Charlie, sure, but his average is 11.6. That leads the NFL. Some of that is yak because Debo's the number one yak player in football. But, like, my God, is it uh, is it alarming how different the narratives are if certain players have a stat line versus not the player having the stat line? <laughs> it's amazing when you look across multiple numbers. You know who has the highest completion percentage in the NFL? I feel like you're going to tell me it's Brock Purdy. It's Brock Purdy. You know who averages the most yards per attempt in the NFL? He just told me it's Brock Purdy. You know, he doesn't lead the NFL in touchdowns, but there's only three guys who have more touchdowns than him. He has 23, Tua has 24, Josh Allen has 24, and Dak has 26. He's having a better year than Jalen Hurts. I'm sorry to tell people this. It's not even close. You know who leads the NFL in QBR? Brock Purdy. You know who leads the NFL in quarterback rating? Well, Brock Purdy was 148.8, baby. <laughs> he leads the NFL in almost every major passing category. I couldn't have been more. I've been wrong. This is the show of me being wrong on my birthday. <laughs> I couldn't have been more wrong. He is perfect for what their system is. And that's not a knock. It's a compliment. The players said it last <laughs> night. Look what happens when we have a real quarterback stay healthy. This is what we're capable of. Yeah, it's that was that was a team that had waited for a year to send that message. They got off to a really disjointed start. Their offense looked lost on the first two drives. Philly was winning up front, and then the 49ers opened the floodgates, and they could not be stopped. And I'll maintain, Jalen Hurts is a really good quarterback, man. He's probably a nightmare to game plan against because he has the ability to beat you with his legs, unlike few quarterbacks in the NFL outside of like a Lamar Jackson. The reality is, though, when you take away his first read, which San Francisco didn't do early in the game, he was hitting those quick slants. It was read number one. Brown was getting he was open making quick, good yeah. throws. They were setting little rub routes on the outside. They started taking that away as the game went on, and then on top of that, they didn't rush too aggressively. They just kind of hemmed him in. And when you take that read away, he just kind of stands and stands, and there's no lane for him to take off because nobody's leaving their lane. You just hem him into the pocket. Mm -hmm. He eventually has to take a sack or throw a football away. They bottled him up completely and shut down that Philly offense outside of those first two drives the rest of the game. It, this, this just shows why San Francisco, just from a balance standpoint, they can run the ball as good as anybody in the league. Christian McCaffrey, you could argue, should be the MVP. We just went over all the numbers for Brock Purdy. He has as many weapons, if not more weapons, to throw the ball to than any quarterback in the NFL. Their offensive line is top, what, three, four in the NFL at worst. Their defense is one of the best, if not the best, in the NFL. They are the most balanced, complete football team with an elite head coach, and I, I continue to to scream it as loud as I can. If they stay healthy, there is nobody that is going to beat them this and year. And that's always been their bugaboo, staying healthy. A lot of players tend to get hurt in San Francisco, like at the actual stadium for whatever reason. They need Philadelphia to lose because you need home field advantage. San Francisco just at home, very different team, and they that was impressive on the road. I think Philly's losing this weekend. Uh, Dallas is on an extended rest. They played on Thursday. Philly's coming off another tough physical game. Yeah. A lot of emotions yep. go into it. You got to go to Dallas now on Sunday night, who's feeling good. It's a playing big Playing good ball. They almost beat them in Philly. Their defense won that game yesterday because the start by the offense was negative six yards. They held them to two field goals. Yeah. I thought that was a really, like, it's underrated. Like, you gave up long drives, but you held them to field goals. Those are the plays that make a difference. And could have been 14 nothing right out of the gate. To watch what they did on the road, even though that was, to be fair, Philly's third game in 13 days. That's not easy on anybody. Yeah. They talked a lot, and they, they backed it up. So I think right now most people would view them as the number one team in the NFC. Record-wise, they're still behind Philly here. But the rest of that division isn't going to – they're gonna, not going to lose to Arizona or the Rams. Nope. 
And right now, they'd actually have a preferable matchup. They'd face the Rams in the first round. I believe they'd win that game going away. <laughs> yes, they would. And they would just, you know, find a way if it's Philly, Dallas, whatever. Uh, they're they're pretty whole, man. And to watch them come back and be a rallying cry with that sideline uh, altercation was it was damn impressive to do what they did. That was a big game, a lot of buildup. I watched the entire thing. I don't usually do that for a one p.m. slate, but Browns and Rams did nothing for me. And what was the other game? Bucks and Panthers. Like, oh god, I didn't dude. watch a second of that. I I had this game on. I I think Hertz and Knicks are similar in this regard with the college pro comps here. When they get out of the pocket, they can make magic. And I thought Washington did a really good job of his numbers just in the pocket were not what they were when he rolled out this year for Oregon. Mm -hmm. He likes to move around a little bit, improvise. I think you saw that on some of the hurry-up offense. And they kind of bottled him up, I thought, when he wasn't running. And they did that to Hurts. And he struggled to see the field a little bit. Before you know it, it's been four seconds. The defensive line's going to get to you eventually. Yep, big win for the 49ers. Let's get back into college football. we got poll questions out there that are sending two different messages. Did the committee do it right? Also, what do we make of the matchups? A little early peekaboo with the playoff. We'll get back into the Pac-12 championship game coming up bottom of the hour. We are back after this on 1080 The Fam. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, yesterday, something unprecedented happened. We wondered, could it happen? Will it happen? Yeah, no Jordan, way. Jordan Love being the Chiefs. Yeah, that killed me, dude. I had Chiefs money line to finish off a parlay. How was the how's the pickums going, the survivor pool? Uh we are down to the final two. Okay. There's a battle for third place, but one of the competitors lost with the Steelers yesterday over Arizona, but the other one has Jacksonville tonight. So if Jacksonville loses, they're still going. But also in the final championship matchup, one of the teams took Miami yesterday so they are continuing on the other one has jacksonville tonight so a lot is riding on jacksonville cincinnati tonight uh i'm rooting against jacksonville i need swag to not pick up a game on me <laughs> yeah we had a rough you were one and two this weekend yeah, i had a rough week can it, i be honest are we in the trust tree here yeah i have i have some trust tree stuff i was so overwhelmed <clears throat> and nervous and anxiety ridden all last week i locked in my 49er bet early i didn't look at any games the rest of the week because i just forgot sure and then had to panic pick two games and then i realized i took the browns and joe flacco was starting and i didn't even know that joe flacco was starting i was wondering why you did that and I, they were hanging for most <laughs> of it i was scrolling in the moment you were giving your pick and off. i'm like who do i do what do i do what do I do? and i just it was like uh browns plus three and a half i was panicking and then they got blown out at the end and hey, they like, almost mm -hmm. did though they almost covered it's okay broncos texans went to the fourth quarter at 39 points I needed one touchdown. One more tutty. That's one. all you needed. One. And field goal. Punt, 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 Man. punt, punt. Turnover on downs. Turnover on downs. Hey, cool. Go, go Russ, baby. Awesome. Um. So, yeah, that's where we're at in the uh, survivor pool. Yesterday, Florida State was left out of the college football playoff. An undefeated Power 5 conference champion. 
was left out. We put up a poll question last night. I want to take a peek and see where this is at to see if the committee, where are our listeners at? Did they get it right? Because you and I disagree on this. I don't disagree with any of the points that you bring up. Florida State got hosed, man. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you're undefeated, you should be in. My larger anger and frustration is just at the format and the sport itself. And if you really want to be angry, be angry at George Klyavkov because the reason we don't have a 12-team playoff this year is because of the alliance. The Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12 Never started the alliance. an alliance, <laughs> which ended up being one of the biggest disasters in the history of the sport because yeah. then the Big Ten took two of our teams, and then it started the collapse of the conference. Well, they took more than two. Eventually, sure. sure. Yeah. At first, they took two. And we just thought, yeah, let's stick with the alliance and vote down the expanded playoff. Uh, 60% of people say no, they did not get it right. Florida State should have been in over Alabama. 28% said yes, they got it right. A few votes for Florida State over Texas, which I would say, why? And then a few votes for Georgia over Texas. But the majority say no, Florida State should have been in over Bama. I just, it, 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 um, the conversation to me is, it's, uh, like your perspective, you I think you phrased this with feel. Like, that's all this is. It's feel and eyeball. It's not record, conference title, what you did. Uh, you know, I, I've i never seen so many point to injury during these rankings than this year. And it's like, well, he got hurt. Well, he got hurt. Well, he got hurt. It's like, okay. But they kept, I mean, they did keep winning. They won their conference title and Michigan seems a little shaky against really good defenses and Mm -hmm. Florida State's defense is playing at an elite level right now. And I I do not fault anybody that wants to watch Michigan-Alabama more or thinks Alabama can win the whole enchilada. I don't dispute any of that. I just know everybody making those same arguments are not making that argument if their team's a 13-0 conference champion no matter what. Nope, you would feel hosed. Not a single soul. And my thing is you, it doesn't make you a hypocrite. I just, I, I try to put myself in the position. If that's my team, how I'm feeling. Yeah. I hate Florida State. I have no allegiance to it. I've never rooted for them. I used to root for the Florida Gators in that, that rivalry matchup. I was pissed because 13-0 in a conference title, it, it's so far it meant something to that committee. And then suddenly it was one game only that meant something. And And I just, that's not the way you should have been looking at this. Get those old bags out of there. And I'm sorry. I don't care where you're from. You cannot refute the point. This is an SEC slant. Because if the roles were reversed, there is not a single soul that would have made that reverse pick. It would have been Bama in at four, and Florida State would have gotten the shaft. I'm sorry. It just would have. You're 100% correct. It is. The counterpoints that I would make are... I. I hate to do this, but SEC no, dirt. No, do it because you wanted it. SEC dirt's got to come out now. That's okay. There is a conference that gets the slant, and I would argue they deserve the slant. They win national championships. They're the only conference that wins. Na- Clemson won a couple. You had the one random Ohio State title in 2000. The Big Ten's won one championship in 20 years. One. Yeah. In 20 years. Yep. They have, one, they have in the last 20 years, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, 10, have the same number of national championships. USC won in 2006, and Ohio State won in 2014. Did USC win? <laughs> well, they technically had it taken <laughs> away, but we all watched the game, right? Yeah. The ACC had a couple with Clemson, but Clemson is clearly not that program anymore. Like, there, if there's any if there's any conference that you're going to slant and give the benefit of the doubt to, of course it's going to be the SEC. This is what you get if you win championships. And I would argue, if the Pac-12 had won 16 of the last 20 titles, and we had a one-loss, let's say Washington was a one-loss conference champ, Florida State didn't have their quarterback, we would be arguing the same thing probably. How are you going to keep us out? We win national titles every year, but you're going to put Florida State in there with their third-string quarterback? Get the hell out of here. The only other points I'll make, 
I'm with you on the committee. It's stupid. The whole thing is flawed. It's a dumb system. None of it makes any sense. It's a bunch of old people in a room. Shouldn't that was a be... TV decision they made. That was not a football resume decision. That was a TV decision they made. It's, it, a, it's okay to say that out loud. It was. You know why they made that TV decision? I do. Because of TCU. Well, TCU won their first game, though. Yes, they did. And then what happened in the national championship game? That was the worst national championship game in the history of the sport. The ratings were at all-time low. The interest in that game was at an all-time low. But nobody was beating that Georgia team last year. Not a single team Ohio State damn near did. But they didn't. I know, but uh, to the point, though, teams had a good elite teams had a chance. TCU was not an elite team last year. No. We all knew it all yeah. season long. But they made it because they were undefeated. And the reason they made it was because teams like Alabama had two losses. And so that's the only area that I'll push back on. Florida State got hosed. I I don't disagree. The reality is, though, who did Alabama lose to this year? Texas at at home. Texas at home. By double digits. Texas is better than anybody on Florida State's schedule. That's not a disputable fact. They are better than anybody on on Florida State's schedule. Florida State's best win is LSU with three losses. And I'm not saying that's a bad win. That's their best win. They have like one other top 25. Well, Clemson Clemson snuck in at 8-4 and at the end of the season. But they lost that game because they didn't have They had a walk-on kicker. Like... The balance of schedules, this is always the thing that bothers me about a four-team playoff and why we should have eradicated this a long time ago. What you play and who you play, you're not always who your record says you are. Everybody plays a different schedule of different levels of competition. Michigan skates with no non-conference. Like, there's no standardized rules here. And so when you get to the end of the season and one team's loss was to a team that was better than anybody on Florida State's schedule, that's what I'm not losing a lot of sleep over. The entire network on ESPN is SEC. It's it just is like they own it now. Guess who gets to hop on ESPN national shows today and talk about the playoff quote unquote controversy? <laughs> the same guy that said there is no good conscience you could leave Alabama on. Let's take Phyllis in Alabama. <laughs> Phyllis, you're on the Paul Feinbaum show. Like shocking his opinion what it's going to be today. It's the SEC, and you said it earlier. They don't play by the same rules. Like you're not wrong on the title count, but that's been my problem. They're never having to abide by the same damn rules. I actually, I'll give you this. As upset as I was and as much as I tweeted back and forth with people about this topic, I was actually just as equally pissed. And they may have avoided something here, but I was just as upset that Washington is two and not one. Why are they two, and why is Michigan one? Excuse me, who did Michigan beat in the Big Ten title game? Iowa. Where was Iowa ranked in that going into it? 15, 14? Shouldn't have been ranked because if they would have had to play uh, Ohio State and Michigan in the regular season, they would not have been 10-2 on the year. But they played Iowa. They move up a spot. Bama beat Georgia. They went from eight to four. So they moved up four spots for beating the one. Michigan beat Iowa. Washington beat Oregon again, the fifth team. By they were double digits underdogs and they dominated them. The the committee's looking for game control. Thirty seven to twenty two in time of possession is dominance in football, and they only move up one spot for that win. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It's <laughs> hypocritical. Yes, it is. And I just I can't wait for it to be done. Go to twelve. Be done with it. That Auto was a, bids. That's all. This is what we need. It was a TV decision yesterday that was not resume and football because everybody arguing with me is making eyeball and field test uh, arguments, not 13-0 and conference title arguments. Yeah. 
they would not be making those arguments against their own team if the, if the shoe was on the other foot. No doubt. And that's why it's ridiculous to me. No doubt. I want to give you a glimpse of what could have happened if not for our incompetent leadership and how exciting that would have been. We'll get to that coming up next. We'll dive back into the Pac-12 championship game. Transfer. What a crazy Monday, man. We've got a lot still to get to in the next half hour. Shout out to everybody watching me house a banana during a commercial break. That's the kind of content you get. They call it only dirt. I'm going to start charging 99 cents a month. I, I uh, hammered that banana. I like only Andy's better. Only Andy's, yeah. Okay, only Andy's. <laughs> and then come, you subscribe. Only to the- Andy's could go either way because Andy is a boy and girl name, right? And I think you keep a nondescript photo, and then when they subscribe, there's a video of you shirtless eating a banana. Go, welcome to the dirt zone, <laughs> like Farmer Flan, right? Rubbing my nipples. <laughs> I'm eating a banana. I uh, I brought a banana, and then I said, "Don't eat this until the show's over. <laughs> Don't eat it till the show's over." So you can screen grab me eating a banana any day of the week. Um. Um, this is what, if not for the incompetence of George Klyavkov, who, by the way, he was there Friday. Wow. How about Georgie boy? What? Well done, Georgie. What a trophy well handing, done. let me get out of here now well moment. Well done. And by the way, did you note that he had a microphone on? Usually the commissioner actually says and presents, and maybe I missed the moment, but I thought I was watching it. Oh, he did not do it. All commissioners do it. Here, yeah. it's, Congratulations to so-and-so for winning the conference championship. He handed that trophy and then just disappeared into the Husky crowd. I didn't see him again. Well done, George. What a um, coward. This is what we would have had. Swag, would you have been a coward like that, grown a goatee, had a midlife crisis, been all gray, and then just disappeared? <laughs> Or would no. you have faced the music? Is that no, congratulations? You face the music. That's what you, I think. You, you're gonna get a buyout. What's what's hard about he's your life? Set for life. Yes, he's got a stupid goatee and he's set for life. Let me destroy a conference. I would gladly be the face <laughs> of that for fifteen million dollars. It's like being Jimbo Fisher, dude. It's embarrassing. No, it's not. He got no, seventy-five not. million dollars. Uh, if not for their incompetence, here's what we would have had. You ready for this? This is what your playoff would have looked like. If the 12-team format started this year, which it was supposed to start this year. How do they not have the balls to just say, we're doing it? It's too impossible. Florida State should have been in. Alabama deserves it. We're Texas gonna, deserves yes. it. Like, what are Oregon we doing? Oregon should be in a conversation. <laughs> Ohio State. Hell, Georgia. Like, Georgia should be in, too. Yes. I hate to say it, but Georgia should be in, too. Uh, here's what uh, your, your buys in the first round. Yeah. Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. They would have first-round buys. So your four playoff teams. Four highest-ranked conference champions. Uh, you're then first-round matchups in, at home sites. You would have Ole Miss going to Ohio State to play in Columbus. That's a fun little game. Lane Train could do a lot for his resume winning that game. The winner of that game would then play Washington. Ooh, you would have Penn State going to Athens, Georgia to play Georgia. Get their ass kicked is what they would do. The winner of that game would play Texas. It'd be Georgia, we know. You would have your still group of five teams, so Liberty, which, dear God, we got to get to that. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty would be going to Florida State to play in Tallahassee. That's the game nobody wants to watch. Give me the Seminoles. The winner of that game would then go to Tuscaloosa to play Alabama. Oh. Or no, I think these are, next ones are neutral sites, but would play Alabama. Yeah. And then Missouri would be in Eugene, Oregon. Mm-hmm. The winner of that game would play Michigan. Did you see Drinkwitz troll Michigan? No, what did he say? Oh, he went on the college football show because they did the New Year's Six Bowls after the playoff. Mm-hmm. And towards the end of the interview, he goes, hey, guys, just a second. I'm getting a call from Connor Stallions. He's going to give me the signs for Ohio State. Just said that out loud. Mm. The entire broadcast burst out in the laughter. Oh, okay. It's great. So there you go. Would that be exciting first round? Yes, it's going to be exciting next year. I'm still confused why we couldn't push this up a year. Like, what would have needed to change? It's funny because, and this is a very... um, I'm trying to think of how to phrase it. This is very selfish on my part, but I think also the other fan bases can sympathize with this. There is not a sport 
that has a better regular season and a worse postseason than college football. Without a doubt, you like, have nailed this 100%. This is the <laughs> second biggest sport in American sports right now. Be it's damn, not even close. It's not. Not they, even close. They, nine million the people watched Oregon and, and, and Washington on Friday night. I, I don't know if nine million people watched an NBA Finals game last year. So like, <laughs> And that's just the Pac-12. And that's we know not, how baseball fared. Yeah, that's not counting the Alabama-Georgia game on Saturday or any of the other good games that we had. I don't want to disrespect you two. We may have to recalibrate the core four here. I think it's NFL, college football, <laughs> NBA baseball, depending on the teams. Yeah. And that's the core four. Hockey, if you want to do core five, there you go. I mean, you're not wrong. But this is a sport where my team went, and this is, again, very selfish. We went from Friday's show talking about a, maybe a Heisman Trophy, maybe a conference championship, maybe a college football playoff appearance. Maybe a national championship. Maybe a shot at a national title <laughs> to playing 10 a.m. on New Year's Day against Liberty. Liberty, Liberty. Liberty. Mm, couldn't care less about this game. Liberty. Should they abolish the bowl system? I think you should expand the playoff further than 12. That's my take. You know how I feel about that. Give me 16. If you want to play a scrimmage game, you can. They're you not going to have a month of, of practice. If you want the practice, that's always the argument. Sure. Where do you get an extra month of practice? Hang around on campus during Christmas and practice if you want. For all I care, I don't care. At Beaver fan, I commend. I commended them last week. The two million dollars they raised in such a short amount of time was awesome to see. Maybe I'm wrong here. Bray's not coaching that game. A lot of guys are checking out to the portal or just opting out. Like, I'm sorry. I don't care that Notre Dame, Oregon State are playing again. And like, Oregon State's won the two matchups. Awesome. I hope they win the Tony the Tiger Bowl, but nobody wants to go to El Paso, Texas. I couldn't care less about that football game. The only thing you had to look forward to it was maybe Aiden Childs playing. And now that is clearly not happening because he's in the transfer portal. He's gone. Yeah. He's gone, and he's been crystal balled already to Michigan State. So it's going to be a Ben Branson versus Notre Dame game. And I would imagine that Sam Hartman doesn't play in that game either. So or gonna... any of Notre Dame's top <laughs> defensive guys. Like, why would they play in that game? Yeah, I mean, I'm sh- confused why Bo Nix is playing in his game. Shout out to him, though. I mean, it gives me at least a reason to be semi, like, at least go beat the brains in of Liberty. I'm cool with that. Jerry Falwell Jr., people don't forget. That's a trash university, and I'd love to beat the brains out of them. The fighting Falwells. The fighting Falwells. Like, they didn't play anybody this year. A bunch of scumbags who pretend to be religious and raise money for their families, and it's just hor- they're horrible people. They're righteous gemstones yes. university is what they are. So I would love nothing more to beat them 77 to nothing. So that part of it, I'm glad that Bo's playing. Um, but you just you get to this point, guys are opting out, bowl games don't matter. Like, look at Oregon State and their opponent last year. You played a Florida team. It didn't have any other starters. Well, that game mattered, though. And you, well, you feel good because you won, and you were looking for a bowl win yes. to get to ten wins. No, but I that's know. not a real opponent. No. You're playing a team that's flesh, like it's just a shell of itself that it was earlier in the year. And were that's you what you call them, a naughty thing. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't you know said what it flesh. <laughs> and I was like, don't finish that. Don't finish that. <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that. No, I'm with you. I, I just abolish it. It's, it's a horrible way to end the year. Get rid of it. These, if the. This is what the playoff has destroyed. There's no refuting it. Even the New Year's Six. Like, I'm happy for fans who get to experience a New Year's Six. I'd like to experience one. But you can also make a very good point that even some of these programs that win their New Year's Six, I think Ohio State fan was all that jacked up that they lost to Mi- or two years ago when they lost to Michigan and didn't make the playoff and had to beat Utah in a Rose Bowl. I don't know. It seemed like they were still upset. Yeah. So, like, if the New Year's Six isn't even making people all that happy... Maybe just abolish all these stupid bowl games that almost nobody goes to and stop overcharging people and making us fly to weird random cities. Yeah, congratulations, and- Washington. You now get to fly to New Orleans for New Year's Day. Have fun with that plane ticket. No, they've already had trouble. They're they're tweeting Alaska Airlines because flights from Seattle to New Orleans, one, are dumb expensive. Crazy expensive. And two, very limited. So it's 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 Husky fans are already having trouble getting there. Yeah. 
And if your argument is practice, just have the month practice. Why do why do I get anything from watching you play a team that isn't the team that they were at the start of the year? Because players don't care about it. Right. I, I just it's a TV show at this point. It's not anything of substance. So I saw the take and I was like, huh. And now I'm seeing matchups and my team's in El Paso. Just abolish him. I don't care about the Tony the Tiger Bowl. I don't care about any of these bowl games. The play it's playoff or bust, sadly, is what college football has positioned itself. I kind of lean your position. I like just get rid of the conference titles, have regular season winners. If you have a tiebreaker, do the damn tiebreaker. Yeah. And move on to the playoffs. Because there's no con I mean, there's controversy over home field advantage and seeding. Sure, that could cause an issue. But in this case, this year, if you didn't play any of the conference championship games, you would have had very similar winners. The only difference would have been Georgia-Bama because Georgia would have won the regular season title. Actually, no, that's not true because they both would have been undefeated. So you would have had to come up with a tiebreaker. When they, they both common opponent or something like go that? common opponent yeah. or common score or something like that because they both were technically undefeated in the SEC. Um, and then you, t- you skip conference championships. You give everybody a week off to get healthy. Start the playoffs this week. And these would be the matchups we'd be going into this weekend. 6 a.m. So. call for you on the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. Um, all right, we got a lot. <laughs> let's, let's close up with some poll questions. There's a lot out there, including the fear that everybody has that is going to happen. We'll wrap it up there next on The Fam. Well, we got some poll questions to get to. A lot of them out there. We also have a conversation I should have brought up today, but so much that we're going to have to carry this over. Yeah. I know this is going to sound ridiculous given everything we talked about less than a week ago. In what world does a quarterback have that kind of showing on that kind of stage and not suddenly jump everybody for the Heisman Trophy? I know he was long odds going into it, but, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. The numbers are historical for Daniels, and you know I've argued on behalf of Daniels, but I do think or wonder there has to be some second-guessing from some of these voters given he beat Oregon again and was huge in that game for the Huskies, undefeated. Really curious to see how the final vote ends up. I think it's these moments are really hard because the big games need to matter, Yes, but do they matter more than everything? That's now. I'm not saying Penix had a bad year. He obviously did not have a bad year. Right. They had he had three or four games this year in which he was not good. The ASU game is. They didn't score an dud. offensive touchdown yeah. against one of the worst teams in the country. Does that? Well, how much does that count? He barely had 200 passing yards against Washington State the week before. How much does that count? Washington State's right. not a good football team. Agree. Right. So there's a lot of those throughout the course of the year where it's like that's a dud. That's a dud. So I, I'm with you. I wonder where it vaults him, but I don't think it'll be enough to beat Jaden Daniels. It probably won't. That seems maybe like a foregone conclusion. Everybody was tweeting about that when Oregon lost. But I, I would also make a counterpoint. The ASU game, sure, struggled against some bad opponents, no doubt. Seemingly every game. Even the ASU game, almost every single game he played, he has two to three throws where you go, damn. Like, he made a throw on the move against Oregon, and they showed it from the quarterback angle. And I'm like, how how did he get the ball there? He was unbelievable, man. He was dialed. And he he had, like, a moment there in the 21-0 run that Oregon had where he was a little like, oh, no, is he reverting? Yeah, they had the pressure, and he threw the pick. And then he came back, and he, he responded. It also should be noted, Arizona, four touchdowns went to the running back in that game. Oh, that's not a bad game, I would list, but... No, I, see I know, point, but yeah. his stats could have been even better had sure. those not been running touchdowns, they were throwing touchdowns. I think that's just a tough part with all this. With Knicks, there wasn't a bad game, but not a lot of quote-unquote big wins. With Daniels, there's not a bad game, not a lot of quote-unquote big wins. Lost three times. Penix yeah. has the bad games, but the big wins. So what's the most valuable yeah. numbers, big wins? I, I don't know. I'm really curious to see where it turns out. Are my tears attractive? 61% of you saying no so far. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, who's going to win the national championship? 40% of you say Alabama. <laughs> 
Which makes me chuckle. 60% of you say the College Football Playoff Committee did not get it right. Florida State should have been in over Alabama. Thank you, 60%. Logical. Smart. 59% of people said Michigan should be the number one seed. That's absolute bowl. And everybody, including Duck fan, knows it. The resume of Washington's is better than Michigan's. Yeah, it's not even really close, to be honest with you. Uh, that that will do it for us. A couple of quick transfer portal notes. Ducks have a Brian Addison. Chris Hudson have entered the portal to the surprise of nobody. Yeah. Buckle up, man. It's going to be a wild, wild day out there. So we'll keep an eye on it as the day goes on and let you know all of it, uh, react to all of it tomorrow. That will do it for us, folks. If you miss any of the show, go check the Service Patriots podcast at 1080thefan.com. Thanks for being a part of our Monday. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Calling us next. You're listening to 1080 The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash zero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.